Welcome to Hashtag SAP Talks, where each month, your host, David Trites, introduces you to a company that has successfully transformed their business using SAP solutions. Business challenges, best practices, and lessons learned are all revealed. Now, here is your host and moderator, David Trites. Hello, and welcome to another episode of SAP Talks for Small and Mid-Sized Businesses. I'm David Trites, and today I'm delighted to have two guests on the line to talk about a wonderful small business that's making a big impact on farming in Africa. First, let me introduce Winnie Swashua. Winnie is the financial controller at Isoko, which is a mobile communications platform that enables smallholder farmers in sub-Saharan Africa connect with the markets, businesses, governments, and NGOs that they need to work with to succeed as a farmer in Africa. Hi, Winnie, and thanks for joining the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. And we also have Nish Pangali on the line. Nish leads technology and acceleration programs in SAP's Corporate Social Responsibility Organization. She helps NGOs and social enterprises like Isoko obtain the technology solutions they need to achieve their mission. Thanks for joining, Nish. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, Winnie, give our listeners a bit more information about Isoko and you know how it's helping smallholder farmers in Africa. Yeah, um... Sure. Isoko is a, a, com- a technology company that started in 2009 in Ghana. Um, initially, we were doing a lot of push um, information, so we were using mobile phones um, to disseminate information to farmers on weather, prices, um, just giving them crop tips on, on how to increase their productivity. Primarily, Isoko's mission is to improve uh, profitability for smallholder farmers. So for a lot of sub-Saharan um, Africa, the countries rely on agriculture. And agriculture, even though it contributes about 25% to most of the GDPs of the countries, a lot of the smallholder farmers tend to be, well, quite poor. And um, right. the reason they're poor, there's a myriad um, number of reasons. But Isoko primarily just wanted to make um, smallholder farming um, profitable by using tech uh, which is our, our strength. Gotcha. So, Nish, how, how did SAP and the you know CSR org and Isoko team up? Yeah, it's a great story, actually. So a lot of the work that we get to do in corporate responsibility really fosters deep relationships with social enterprises, with nonprofits. And the way that I came to know Isoko was I had run a fellowship about um, a, oh, just over a year ago in the mid of 2015 called the SAP Social Entrepreneur Fellowship. That's a bit of a mouthful, but it was basically (laughs) a 90-day program where we worked with a group of CEOs of kind of early to mid-stage social enterprises all across African India. These are all part of Acumen's portfolio, so we had a partnership with Acumen Fund, which is an amazing organization. And each of these organizations were really looking at how do they scale growth, and their focus was on bottom-of-the-pyramid solutions. So Winnie talked a little bit about, you know, the focus around sub-Saharan Africa, the importance of farming. What we also want to add in there is, I mean, Isoko and these other organizations that I got a chance to know in that fellowship program, they're all focused on incredibly impoverished populations. They're looking at solutions for people who need it the most, and that's really kind of core to Acumen's philosophy as an investor. So we worked with them in the fellowship providing leadership development, design thinking skills, connecting them to investors here in the Silicon Valley, and leveraging a lot of acumen strengths as well. 
And through that opportunity, came to know the organizations quite well. And that's when we found that there was a real strong need for a solution like Business One for Isoko. And so, you know, fast forward today, we got to work with a channel partner, Blue Key Solutions, and we were able to kind of do this implementation. But it all started with relationship building and actually spending, you know, three months together in a fellowship model where we got to know, you know, the business model canvas of Isoko, what are their key needs in the future, what key transitions they have in leadership coming up, and all of that then supported, let's lay technology on top. Oh, yeah. That's very interesting, yeah. So uh, out of that, Winnie, you guys were, you know, yeah. operating um, without a solution like Business One. What was, what was business operations like before you guys uh, got running on it? Wow, we were on QuickBooks, and um, it, w- it was incredibly difficult um, to pull information together. So everything was being manually done in Excel. And considering we've got four uh, entities where we need to consolidate information, we've got a subsidiary in Ghana, in Kenya, in Tanzania, in Mauritius. I mean, it was really, it was quite, um, it was comp- extremely challenging. A lot of the, uh, the information could not be relied on. Uh, we were never able to get any of our reports done on time. Um, we had huge risk uh, in terms of, you know, if somebody lost their laptop, that meant all the organization's data was lost. I mean, thankfully, in the nine years, I don't know how miraculously, uh, we never had uh, someone just walk off with, with, with a laptop with all, with all our, our data on it. So it was just an incredibly risky um, situation that we, we've been operating in. Yeah, I mean, you guys are are pretty much in the business of data, right? Providing data to uh, critical information like weather information and prices of uh, market prices for crops to yeah. these small farmers. So uh, data is very important to you guys and, and getting that information out and quickly to them is uh, is critical to your success and their success. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, this, the, the move to ACP has just been, you know, just night and day really. It, it's almost like you were operating sort of in the, in the Stone Age, and then now you're, you've, you've come into the future. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about some of these, you know, farmers in sub-Saharan Africa. What, what are the, the key challenges that they that they face daily? I can't imagine it's it's easy for them. I mean, there's they're dealing with climate change and, and things like that, and and very difficult growing conditions. But yeah, what what are some of the, the challenges they're having that you guys are helping them solve? Yeah, so a, a lot of the, so Africa is very, um, yeah, it, it's not homogeneous. So you've got different crops um, that, that everyone is trying to grow. You don't have a lot of support um, in terms of getting access to finance, access to inputs, um, access to, you know, extension officers who will come around and just see if you're doing, you're using your, the, the agricultural inputs properly, if you're, if you know when to plant, if you know how to increase your productivity. So a, a lot of the farmers just tend to rely on each other and on information that has been handed over to them over the years. And you find that as the climate has changed, the soils also have become very degraded. So the, nutri- um, the nutrients in the soil are, are just virtually stripped. And you're just starting from a base where it's almost impossible to be able to profitably um, survive um, on, on agriculture. And a lot of the farmers are doing it on subsistence uh, basis. So you're having middlemen come in and just really give them prices that um, are, are quite unfair. And this is where Isoko came in, where we would tell people, well, this is the market price. 
um, at, at the market closest to you. So if the middleman comes and tells you that, you know, the price per kilo is, is maybe a, a fraction of what the actual price is, you know, you can tell him, well, you know that the price is, is, is not what he's telling you. And you've got that, you know, bargaining power to get, um, to command better prices, which will help the farmers um, just get, you know, higher income. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, yeah. that's only fair, and it, it does them. Yeah, it gives them higher revenues, and when they get higher revenues, and they have more incentive, right, to increase the size of their farms, they can either grow more produce or more livestock, and uh, and then yeah. everyone benefits from that. But if they're cut off from the information about you know what the fair market price is, uh, then it's yeah. certainly not helping them. So you guys, so this is like a, 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 a mobile platform, right? They're, they're accessing the data through cell phones, I assume? Yes, yes. Um, so we've got a technology platform that uh, pushes out the content um, to farmers who register with us. So we normally have a short code which you can, you know, if you're interested in, in, in getting information from Isoko, you, won't, you only need to, you know, say the word join, and then from then on, we'll be sending you weather tips, we'll be sending you um, market prices, we'll be sending you tips on, on the kind of crops that you grow. And, yeah, so, yes, it's a, and we're not just, uh, right now, pushing information was really the beginning. But as time has gone on, we have progressed to collecting uh, farmer profiles. And by that I mean, uh, you know, via Android, we're able to just get richer farmer profiles in regards to where are these farmers, what crops do they grow, are they male or female, um, you know, what, what kind of challenges do they face if it's uh, access to credit, access to inputs. And the reason we've been uh, collecting all this information is because we're venturing into the mobile commerce space. So we want to enable farmers to, you know, access um, quality inputs where they can save on our platform via mobile wallet, and we can collaborate with um, input providers such as, you know, Yara and just the, the big uh, input providers who've shown interest, and we can directly link them uh, to the smallholder farmers, and where where they can possibly get discounts um, on on their inputs. It's a win-win for the agricultural company, for the farmer, and for Isoko as well. I see. So how many farmers are we talking about? How many profiles are you guys uh, gathering? And, you know, how many countries are you operating in? <laughs> oh, wow. So I, I don't have the exact figure, but, yeah, it, it, it's, it's quite huge. Um, so, for instance, in Ghana, which is where we've been very big on this, we've managed to reach over, I think it was half a million households. I don't have the exact number exactly, but yeah, the number is quite big, and the government of Ghana has been working quite closely uh, with Isoko, and not just um, with regards to smallholder farmers, but even on their cash transfer program, where they want to identify, you know, the poor um, in society so that they can know who are the correct people to send uh, the cash transfers to. Um, Isoko has been supporting them in, you know, collecting data in terms of you know, just based on the criteria they have in identifying who should qualify for uh, the cash transfer program, um, ISOCO has provided a platform that has enabled the government to be able to be sure that whoever is receiving the, you know, the transfers um, is the right people and they've cut out, uh, you know, imposters and middlemen and, you know, you know just the, 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 those types of people. Yeah, so it sounds like you guys are starting to develop the big picture on the small uh, smallholder farmers. You know, you start 
started out with, you know, connecting with them to help give them weather information and, and tips and advisory services on crops and what kind of seeds to use, things like that. And now you're collecting profile information, sharing that with governments, NGOs, and really to help them connect and provide better services now to the farmers. So you guys are like creating this whole 360 degree big picture of, of the, uh, not only the challenges the farmers are having, but what kind of services they need uh, as a whole to, to help them, you know, grow their farms and, and be more profitable. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. So uh, you're pulling all this kind of information into uh, to Business One? Um, so right now with Business One, we are, we are primarily focused on the accounting uh, bit of it. So the raising of invoices, because, I mean, virtually everything was manual. The preparation of the, uh, the reporting, um, uh, just creating dashboards, and we are, we just launched uh, SAP Business One. Um, I think in October. It's just been this is our third month, and for next year we want to be doing a lot more than just the finance um, part of it from uh, Business One. So no, we haven't yet uh, put fed all this data into Business One yet, but. That that is definitely um, the plan for 2017. Interesting. Yeah. So Nish, SA Business One, can, you can support all this type of uh, this customer information, correct? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's the beauty of Business One is that you know, one, we got to know Soka really well, and we were able to really validate that these solutions will make sense. We worked with a great channel partner, Blue Key, to help us do that validation. So that is kind of core for how we run B1 at this company. Um, and we also talked about a, a phased approach. So there isn't, you know, kind of an overwhelming sense that everything has to be done right away. But a lot was done, and we took our time with that implementation. I think what's really important, too, is um, Isoko is one of the first CSR uh, donations where they opted for SAP Business One on HANA. And so that's really exciting. They're able to kind of leverage the power of HANA, be able to call data. They're getting so much data coming into their operations that they can then turn around, analyze, and provide back to those key stakeholders, whether those be the farmers, government entities, or someone across the agri-industry kind of stakeholder line. So that was kind of an exciting component. There also was a lot of expertise within the Asoco team. We don't always get that when we work with a social enterprise or a nonprofit from a technology perspective. And so the finance team and the IT team, um, Winnie, the CEO, the CIO, I mean, everyone really partnered with us to make sure that this was going to be a solution that Asoco could manage going forward. So that sustainable component, I mean, that's so core to Asoco's culture. And that for us was really refreshing because oftentimes people get excited about donations and we do too, but the real success is if they are going to succeed with this long term and that it will actually add a value to them, you know, over, you know, some of the pain that every implementation is going to cause. So I can see through the phone that Winnie is smiling and when I've talked with Jason and others at the company, (laughs) they all are very upbeat and positive and that's just, you know, icing on the cake when it comes to technology implementations. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Business One can do that, and I think it will be a really great canvas for them to continue to kind of incrementally add to and leverage from over time. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, the new SAP Business One on HANA, I mean, with the amount of information, it sounds like, Wendy, it sounds like you guys are, are pulling in, and you're probably going to be pulling in a lot more over time. It's uh, it's good to have a, a system like HANA backing it up so you can crunch through all that data very quickly. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, for 
for a company such as ourselves, um, being in the tech space, um, it's very competitive, and we want to continue to remain relevant. Um, so, yeah, we, we will be relying on um, ACP just to make sure we're on the cutting edge um, just of, of the solutions that we're providing. Yeah, it also helps to have a uh, an organization the size of SAP with a good reputation globally for uh, software applications to, you know, to have that behind your organization. So that when people are uh, talking to you and, and you're building partnerships, um, they, they see that you're putting a, a system in place that's, you know, stable and you're going to be, use, be able to use for a long term. Yes. So, um, how... What are some of the benefits that are going to come back? To, do you think to the uh, to the farmers of uh, you know implementing a new system like this? Are they getting information quicker? Are they you know you're able to connect with more, uh, build more partnerships. What are, what are the biggest benefits to them? I think um, right now we're going through a capital raising, and um, it really helps when you're able to speak to you know the, the target the target partners to explain to them that this is what Isoko does. Um, we uh, have we actually the kind of system that we have in place is ACP, and the fact that you have ACP, which is a world-renowned uh, system, just makes you seem to you know you just seem to stand out a lot more than you know other startups who would. It probably look a lot more um, that you're rudimentary just because the fact that you have ACP already means that you know what you're doing, you're professional, um, you're, you're definitely the, the kind of person that people would want to put money into, and that money would be channeled towards developing, for instance, our M-commerce solution that we're currently working on, which would enable farmers to sort of, um, um, you know, we, we are developing a mobile wallet and where they can save and they can get credit um, from financial partners that we are partnering with. They can buy these inputs, which are normally such a, a crucial component of increasing productivity and which many farmers cannot uh, afford because um, they just simply don't have that kind of cash lying around. Um, just, it, it all comes back to we'll be able to achieve the ISOCO mission of making, you know, smallholder farming profitable. We'll be able, the farmer benefits, and, um, yeah, we benefit um, as well as an organization in just reaching our mission a lot quicker. Yeah, absolutely. So how how big is your organization now, and what what are your, you know, growth plans? Well, right now we are in four countries. Um, So we've we've just uh, achieved, um, we've, We've just um, set up our fourth subsidiary in Tanzania where we have been receiving uh, really big contracts uh, from the, the companies there that would also want to understand their farmers better and how they can um, you know, meet their needs as well and, and market to them. Um, from there, we want to make sure that our e-commerce solution that we just started piloting in Ghana also succeeds in, in, in Kenya. Uh, we will be launching hopefully April 2017, so we're still in the development stage. Um, and then once once we've launched in Kenya, um, we'll proceeding on to Tanzania. And, you know, from there we'll see if we can uh, open up other countries uh, in Africa. Excellent. And are you guys going to look outside of Africa and you know other places like India or other parts of the world that uh, could benefit from this as well? Um, for now, uh, it's mainly Africa. I mean, there's just so much potential um, um, in Africa that uh, yeah. I think by the time we 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 complete um, <laughs> just working on getting Africa to where it should be, uh, I'm not sure we would actually need to go to India. Maybe one day, but for now, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's uh, plenty of ground to cover in Africa, right? 
Yes, yes. 52 countries um, and we're just in four. I mean, I yes. think uh, there's just so much potential right now where we are. Absolutely. Absolutely, and the population of the population of the world and uh, is is growing pretty rapidly, and uh, the amount of farmable land seems to be shrinking. Right, so uh, yes, the the problem of feeding people is not going to get any easier. That is for sure. Yes, yes, and and if, and if there's someone who can who who would figure it out, just given the the you know the, the continent that has the most land um, that can be irrigated and that can be productive is, is actually Africa, which is not being utilized at the moment. I think everywhere else is pretty uh, maxed out. I mean, like if you go to Asia, um, you know, there's, there's not much uh, spare uh, land, uh, you know, uh, right. available as, co- as compared to to Africa. Yeah. Well, and you know, as I said earlier, climate change is making a big impact. I know in Africa, and it's making land that you know, I guess maybe was even a little more easy to farm before is becoming even more hard. So farmers have to figure out ways to uh, for irrigation to get water and uh, find you know information about seeds and and crops that are more um, heat resistant, I guess, and you know don't need as much water. So. You know that kind of information is going to be critical that they get. Absolutely. And you guys are, you guys are right in the middle of all that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent, Nish. Where do you see this uh, going from here? From from here, really, the opportunities are are several. We have a great foundation with the Business One solution implementation. We also have the historical perspective of having a SoCo CEO participate in our fellowship and get to know some of the different stakeholders at SAP and also in the Silicon Valley. So I feel like we've, we have this established network now. Um, there also is a great channel partner that I think Isoko feels that they can really call on um, when needed to help address any technical bumps that might come along the way. But again, what was really unique about this opportunity is the strong IT uh, and finance kind of expertise that they have in-house. So there, there really is kind of endless opportunities for SoCo to think about creative ways that they can build upon their usage of SAP Business One and ideally even transform that into what they offer their consumers. So that, I think, could be part of the future roadmap. Um, but we'll continue to stay in touch. We'd love to see, as time goes on, what additional benefits come from this. What can we learn when we look at offering similar solutions to other social entrepreneurs and other nonprofits, what works well, what can we improve. Um, And that's why for me it's just an exciting space to work in because each time we get on the phone or we talk about, you know, how is this going with SAP, naturally the conversation shifts to the work that ASOCO does. And all of these different social enterprises that I'm privileged enough to work with, you know, it's a constant reminder that employees like Winnie um, make a conscious decision to work for a social enterprise. And sometimes that involves foregoing a higher paying salary at a corporation, but it's all because they're so passionate about following the mission of this company and seeing change affected in their local community. So I think that, you know, we will continue to be here to support Soco and other organizations like them. Um, and we're really excited to see what comes from their work. But at the end of the day, it's just, I think it's a humbling part of the work that we get to do at SAP to say that we're a small piece of accelerating their mission of good. 
So, um, yeah, I just hope really positive and amazing things come out of this and that the ones, you know, uh, one, just one component of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's very exciting and, and powerful thing that Soko uh, is, is doing. And Winnie, you guys now have, a, you know, as Nish was saying, sort of a flexible platform in place that you can expand and grow it. So, um, you know, you, as you guys build out your, your new services, like you were you were saying about this mobile commerce, things like that, I think, um, you know, the situation is, is going to be much more helpful and uh, beneficial for the farmers. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a very interesting conversation, so I just want to thank both you guys, Winnie and uh, Nish. Thank you very much for joining the podcast. Appreciate you having having you know having you on and and sharing your story with us. Absolutely, thanks for having us. Okay. Yes, thanks. Thanks, thanks for having us. No problems. My pleasure. All right, and with that, that concludes another episode of SAP Talks. Thanks for joining, everyone. You've been listening to Hashtag SAP Talks with David Trites. To learn more about SAP small and mid-size enterprises solutions, visit sap.com forward slash SME. The best run businesses run SAP. 